This is Little Sparkle, welcome everyone We all are teachers, we know it's hard To educate our kids and make them face real problems To put together our strength and give them all our knowledge My fellow friends, let's talk about it we are here to talk and make it better Kids and mental health all matter Little Sparkle, the podcast for educators Alright, welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle I am your host Julie Walker and I have a very special guest today from the TikTok TikTok community. I'm super excited to have her here today. Hello, special guest. Hello. Hi, y'all. It is Miss Rogers, soon to be Mrs. Young from The Happy Teacher, and I am so excited to be here. This is my first podcast appearance, so I am super hyped. Well, I'm so glad you're here, and I was wondering, I saw Young come up when your name came through, and I was like, did I get it wrong? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been trying to put it all over, and I'm getting married in December, so oh, the nice. iconic Miss Rogers is uh, turning into Miss Young come December. Oh, that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I also heard or saw on TikTok you guys are moving. Have you already done your move yet? Yes, yeah, we just landed in um, Cincinnati, and we are kind of just getting our grounding still, and I actually just went into my new classroom yesterday for the first time, so it was I super did exciting, and uh, God is good. Yes, yes, he is, and that's awesome, and I, I love your colors. I did, I was going to make a comment, and I was like, nope, you know what, I'm going to save this for our podcast episode. I agree with you, the cheetah print was a lot. I, I'm a lot, so I get it. So I was like, I, I texted all the people I trusted. And I was like, you know what? I think this is too much. And they're like, you are correct. <laughs> That's good that they'll be honest with you. A lot of times I'll, I'll send something out and they're like, oh, it's perfect. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's, there's something. <laughs> That's the worst. So, all right. So we're going to jump into some questions and I'm going to start with why teaching? What caught your attention with education? Did you always know, like, why teaching? Yeah, so I had quite the college journey. Um, I really was, I was 18, and I knew, um, being a strong Christian, I knew I wanted to make an impact, um, right. but I really didn't know where I fit into that puzzle. I really wanted um, that purpose. I wanted to wake mm -hmm. up every morning and know exactly the change that I was making, so um, I actually, my dream was to be in the military. That was, which is funny for people wow. who know me. <laughs> I get my feelings hurt really easily. Oh but, gosh. Um, that was my dream. I was like, I want to be boots on the ground, serving my country. That was my 100% goal. And uh, it's just funny how God works. I actually got turned down because of medical reasons. Okay. So that like tore my world apart. Teaching was oh. not on my radar. That was like the thing I wanted to do. So then I was like, okay how am I going to impact people? I'll be a lawyer. So I actually started college pre-law to be a defense wow. attorney uh -huh. and quickly found out that was not the route for me. Um, so then I dabbled in PR and marketing and I worked in politics. I worked for wow. uh, Governor Mike DeWine in Ohio and I did his like Christmas party for him and I loved everything, but I was still missing that like Mm, this is not where God has me, wants me to be. So right. 
I, <laughs> I was the queen of changing majors. I mean, I probably changed <laughs> five times. It was bad. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I just really couldn't figure out where I was supposed to be. I was in business, but it felt, mm -hmm. I was told I was too nice to be in business. Oh, so wow. I just had this struggle. And finally, um, I just was kind of sitting back one day and I was actually homeschooled all the way through. Uh -huh. So in the back of my mind, I always had the idea that, you know what, um, I'm going to homeschool my kids. My mom, she got a teaching degree from OSU and then stayed home and taught us. So I was like, you know what, I'll play it safe. I'll get an education degree just so I can homeschool my kids one day, maybe mm -hmm. spend a couple years in the classroom. Um, I, at that time, I really liked the content. So I was like, I'll do AP lit. I'll do really high, highbrow. I'm a huge nerd. I don't think that comes across as much on my TikTok, but I am a nerd for rhetoric and debate and politics. That's my oh, thing. Yeah. Me too. So, Love it. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, I'll just teach those seniors. It'll be like teaching a college class. That's perfect. Right. And so it's funny. I started my student teaching with a bunch of seventh graders and I was like, this is not what I want at all. And I walked in loving the subject and I walked out mm. loving the kids. And that was so transformational for me because yeah. I had never felt a love like I did for these kids, the love that we are called to have for others. I mean, it was just bizarre to me. Like I, I felt like I would die for these kids. And that's so yeah. weird to say, but like mm -hmm. I had a genuine love and I, I am still burdened with those student teaching kids. I still think about them. And yeah. That was transformational for me. I was like, okay, this is it. And so it's funny how I, you know, I always say like in my interviews, like I'm not an English teacher because I love books. I, I do love books. I love the people. I love building mm -hmm. those life relationships. So it kind of just naturally flowed into teaching and here I am now and I can't imagine being doing anything else. <laughs> that's a, there's a few things you said that I want to touch on. Like, that's amazing. I feel like for you in particular, it's amazing to me that you got the opportunities to do all those other things. Cause I think that's what made you the person you are and what we see on TikTok now. Um, I can see the marketing come through. I can see the business. Like I see all that side of it, but you know, at the heart of it is you loving people. And I love that. That's amazing. I am so opposite though. I went to kindergarten day one, said to my kindergarten teacher, I'm going to be a teacher. And I knew it. And I felt it within my soul that that's what I was going to do. But it's funny because like I have these interests in all these other places and I never pursued it because I just knew what I was going to do. So now as an adult, I'm going back and like I took a couple marketing classes and I, you know, things like that. So it's just funny how things work out and how, how God uses you in those situations and where he puts you. And, and it, it honestly is just hilarious to me. Like yeah, he's got the is. biggest sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, and also my husband was going to join the military, but same thing. And um, it's a noble cause. And I just want to like give thanks to everyone who does that for us because that gives us the freedom to have free education out there. Um, it is not for me. I, I would not have made it. <laughs> <laughs> God willing, I probably wouldn't have either. <laughs> I don't look good in green either, so I don't know. Oh, do <laughs> just the I and and I think this is why I get along so well with my students. But I have a touch of the ODD, and as soon as somebody tells me what to do, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> my husband thinks it's selective. No, it's anybody. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm I'm great with somebody's like, hey, can you or will you? Okay, yeah, I'll do anything for anybody. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that being a problem in the building. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this episode, I really wanted us to chat about um social media. And so let's talk a little bit about your TikTok platform. Like, first of all, did you ever think you would see a teacher? I don't know that I ever thought I'd see a teacher have over a hundred thousand followers on a social media platform. Mom, that is absolutely I amazing. Did you want this? We'll cut that out. <laughs> Okay, so let's back up, rewind. I never thought I would see a teacher on TikTok with over 100,000 subscribers um, because teaching gets such a bad name right now. There's so many people are like, oh, the teachers, they're meddling where they shouldn't. They're teaching things they shouldn't. They're this, they're that. And it's so difficult to be positive and upbeat and keep it going. And I, I know for myself, when I started putting myself out there, I I, I really was nervous that I was going to get a lot of backlash. Thank God, knock on wood so far, I haven't. But, you know, tell us a little bit about this journey to TikTok stardom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been bizarre. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually super awkward, like in like in the real life, like I... I'm I'm very social, but I'm very awkward. So it's funny Aww. to me. Like I was that kid who like the second I got a phone with a camera, I was making those like fake YouTube videos in my room. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> eventually I'm gonna dig those up, like, because I think they're gonna be funny. But um, yeah, I think it just started off from a place of like um and hopefully continuing in a place of just being humble and like mm -hmm. I I always say like I I I always joke I don't know what I'm doing, but it's true. Like I I really uh, as you know, education changes by the second. Yes. And something that I love about teachers specifically is that every time I interact with one for more than like 10 minutes, I learn something. And it's just funny. Like it's in our, it's in our bones. It's, it's in our bones yes. to share what, what we have learned. And it's mm -hmm. just, um, so I was like, okay, you know, I don't know anything. I'm a first year, was a first year teacher when I started my TikTok. And I was like, okay, I know that I absolutely love this job. Mm -hmm. I know that I have no idea what I'm doing and I know other people are in the same boat. So mm -hmm. I just started making really, I mean, my first video was literally just, hi, my name is Sam. I need some advice. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? And it's kind of stayed that way. Like I, mm -hmm. I am constantly reaching out to veteran teachers being like, hey, like, how do I handle this AI thing? How do I do this? How do I do that? And yeah. um, I hope that spirit comes across because it's like it, it is bizarre now that I do have more than 10 people following me <laughs> but uh it genuinely is like a I, I I soak up all of that and it's coming from a place of like people correct me on stuff all the time and they're right and it's okay you know uh I am just genuinely here to share kind of what I've learned and how God has blessed me and the things that he has showed me throughout this educational journey so Absolutely not to think, not think it would be like this, but yet again, God's got a sense of humor and uh, yes. it's, it's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's amazing. I, I mean, and I will say we, you definitely come across genuine. And I think that's why you have such a high following because so many times like you'll see the people trying super hard. I'm not going to lie. I try super hard to get my content out there. And I think sometimes I'll watch back my stuff and I'm like, oh, you sound like you're just trying to sell yourself. And that's not what I'm trying to do. I just know I have stuff to say. I have things I want to add, you know? And so I just, your passion definitely comes through and it's, it's refreshing. It really and truly is refreshing. So how many years have you been teaching now? This is, I'm going into my second year. Okay. So yeah. this is still, still pretty baby. fresh for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm at 10, almost 11 years wow. in. Yeah. Which is, I think at this point, most teachers are like, I'm either looking for a way out of the classroom or I'm burnt out. And so, but I decided I was going to dig my heels in <laughs> and I was going to double down on the excitement because I, there's been times in my life where I've had people come through and be like, why don't you try doing your lesson like this? And like, uh, for an example, I taught science one year. And, um, so I had the, the students be doctors because we were learning about like body systems and stuff. And so I had them be doctors and I presented them with a problem and they had to get their board of doctors together to kind of figure out what system that was working in and stuff and seeing the excitement on their face reignited for me, just how excited I get with school. And so, you know, especially when it comes to like seeing stuff like that on TikTok, when somebody comes across that gives me an idea for a lesson or something like that, I get super excited. And that brings me to, <laughs> um, do you believe that social media has made you a better teacher? And I'm going to kind of, I'm going to add to this now that I'm thinking about it, but do you think it can be, it, it should be not offered, but like suggested to new teachers to try out social media for teaching? Yeah, absolutely. I to answer your first question, absolutely. I think it's made it a better teacher. It's giving me mm -hmm. thicker skin as well. Like I said, mm -hmm. I am super sensitive and that's obviously something that you need to get over when you're a teacher. You know, people are going to hurt oh, you. Yeah. Like, you, know, yeah. you just want to get over that. And so in that sense it has, but also, I mean, I I it has surrounded me with people who are better educators than I am. Mm -hmm. And that's always my goal is I want to find people who love kids more than me and love their job more than me. And it's surrounding me. I, I literally am in a big group chat with some teachers uh -huh. and uh, it has given me people in my life who I know are there for the right reasons. Yeah. And I mean, how many times have I seen lesson plans and, and incorporated something? I mean, it's just, it's this continual, I think it's almost overwhelming because there's so much media we oh, consume yeah. every day. Um, but, you know, a lot of my persona is bits and pieces taken from other phenomenal teachers. And so yeah. absolutely, as far as first year teachers go, I would say probably yes and no. Um, I think as a first year teacher, I put, it put a big target on my back um, mm. just for, um, I had some colleagues who weren't a fan and I had um, just some experiences like that. I think mm -hmm. you, you are putting yourself out there for criticism more, which can be really right. hard. Um, but on the flip side of that, I had so many parents reach out to me and was like, uh, I just saw your TikTok. You really love my kid. And I appreciate that. And that's Aww. kind of the, the crux that I'm looking for. So it's, yeah. it's a two-sided coin. I think for sure you just have to be willing to, your first year is such a train wreck. So you got to be okay with documenting that. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like yeah. I look back on videos I made about classroom management. I'm like, I had no idea what I was talking <laughs> about. So um, understanding that 
you are going to make so many mistakes and you're going to look stupid and you're going to say the wrong things. But that's all part of it. So I would say yes and no. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when I look back at my first year teaching, I apologize to those kids. <laughs> so like I putting it out there would have been really difficult. But also I had an administrator one year say, um, if you don't give them the story of what's going on in your classroom, they're going to make one up. And that really impacted me because I'm like, you're right. If I don't put it out there, they're going to assume certain things. And I've noticed that the more I put out there, the better the parents have been back to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Um, I think when it comes to like colleagues having an issue and things like that, the ones that I've noticed have come across upset with me or like what they think I'm doing is too much are usually the ones that are fighting their inner battle of, do I want to continue teaching or not? And mm -hmm. so I just try to think of it as like, this is my way to have more compassion for them because they're not sure if what they're doing is what they want to do the rest of their lives. And, um, you know, maybe if I just continue to be happy and continue to be supportive, maybe that'll come across for them and they'll feel that and, you know, be able to grow from it. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. just like you said, I think with the two, the two genres of teachers coming together, two generations of teachers, it can be really tricky because, uh, and I think yeah. also when you're, when you're finding, when you're first starting on social media, um, you'll notice that it's just, it's mind boggling. The like sassier kind of snarky videos go more viral. So I remember, oh, yeah. I specifically remember the video that caused kind of some feathers to ruffle at my school. And I was talking about how there's no such thing as a bad kid. Mm. And um, it was kind of, it had snarky music behind it. And I remember seeing other teachers do it. And it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was like, a, I was like, oh man, other teachers did it. Let's do it. And I do believe that hundred yeah. percent, but it's, it's funny how that, uh, and it, it went totally viral because it has that kind of edge to it. But it's, uh -huh. I think it's so interesting how like, those are the videos. Like if I talk, if I make a three minute video about how much I love my job, it'll get like 200 views. No one will interact with it. But the second that I have a little bit of so I think it's just interesting. And then that's all part of learning the path yeah. of like, from this teacher's perspective, it looks like I was calling them out and that was not my intention at all. So right. it's just kind of navigating and that's all part of, you know, working in a workplace and yeah. being respectful and yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, I think that says something about social media that those are the ones that are going viral. Like people are looking for the dirt. They're looking for the drama. Mm -hmm. They eat it up. They love it. And I, I'm not one to want to give them that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a humbling experience for me. It was like, okay, this is not who I am. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I remember sitting in my principal's office and being like, you're hundred percent right. Like, shoot, I'm sorry. Like that, my, my, my heart was not in the right place. And I think, mm. uh, owning up to the fact of like, you know, you can post a video with the wrong intentions, like that's, and still be like a good person. Like that was a snarky video and that was not great. And, you know, I took it down and prayed about it and you move on. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I think a lot of people don't do that part with the move on. I think people get their feelings hurt and they stay in it and they don't mm -hmm. just forgive, let go or move on, you know, yeah. very important to do. Yeah, absolutely. So prior to us recording, we talked a little bit about um, Twitter and um, versus TikTok. And I know like for myself, I probably have more information on Twitter, whereas you would have more information on TikTok. But what kind of impact do you think TikTok is having on the education system? Hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting question. Um, 
I would say there are TikTok is separating teachers out right now. Mm -hmm. I think in one camp is the on fire teachers. Um, and you can just tell, like I can, I can scroll through a million teacher TikToks and one pops up and you're like, whoa, like they're legit. And uh -huh. those are being separated out from the mass exodus from teaching is really mm -hmm. interesting. Those people who are turning quit talk. To, quit talk is huge. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's hard because you want to support, uh, you continue supporting those creators, but it is really interesting uh, of a dynamic between the conversation of mental health and absolutely mm -hmm. protect your mental health, do what's best for you. But there's also some sort of teaching is a sacrifice. Teaching is, you know, giving up time and resources mm -hmm. and, and it's interesting. So I feel like I'm in those two camps right now. I either see teachers who uh, my feed is filled with teachers who quit, who are just doing social media full time yeah. or teachers who are like, like you said, I'm digging my heels in, I'm going for this. And it's a really interesting dichotomy to watch because it's just two vastly different portions. So yeah. for a new teacher, that would be really overwhelming. Um, yeah. Coming in on TikTok and being like, oh, uh, this creator that I followed for years just quit mid-year. Uh, help you get to me. Don't come in here again. So mom, mom, I'll mom, come out later. Mom, 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 this gets you more speed. I'm okay, sorry. what did I say? I'm sorry. No, you were so fine. <laughs> You were so fine. Okay. His dad's um, at work, and usually we do this when his dad's here, but. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, absolutely no worries. <laughs> um, I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, like, just, <laughs> as a new teacher, it would be so overwhelming to be like, yeah. oh, are these the two options? Be either yeah. teaching as my life, which it doesn't need to be. I 100%, I mm -hmm. like, I, I think that in some ways that can be unhealthy or. Right. I'm going to quit mid-year. Are those the two options? Because that's really right. what's on TikTok. So having that middle ground of, okay, you can be a fantastic teacher. It can be your passion, but it does not need to be your identity. And that's a right. huge, it, it's, it's hard to navigate. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, when, when I look at the two ideas, um, I've been on both sides of that spectrum. When my son was born, I didn't have anything extra to give. Mm. So the, the the year following his birth, I was the teacher that showed up on time and left on time. I didn't, I didn't do anything extra because I didn't have it, you know, right. but then I've also been the teacher like where I give all my extra time and all my extra effort. And at the end of the day, I know for me that I usually get to that place where I'm giving everything I have when I'm not mentally healthy. It's usually because I am trying to escape whatever my reality is. So for mm -hmm. me, working is kind of a way to get out of my head. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? And yeah. I think a lot of people use it that way too. And especially mm -hmm. like me, I became a teacher mainly because of the trauma I went through as a student, as a kid, not mm -hmm. a student. I did nothing ever happened to me at school, but the stuff that happened to me as a kid shaped my dynamic now as an adult. And so I think a lot of times when I'm feeling like some type of way about what I went through as a kid, I mm -hmm. jump in feet first into teaching. And wow. so I think a lot of times you got to look at what is my intention here? Just like you said before mm -hmm. about the videos, what's my intention here? And then find that healthy balance and rein mm -hmm. yourself in, you know, if you're doing it, if you're doing too much, you're going too hard, 
give yourself a vacation, give a couple mm-hmm. days off, you know, mental health is just so important, mm-hmm. especially for teachers, because we're not only taking on our everyday mental health, but we're taking on our kids when, Absolutely. you know, they come to school without breakfast or their mm-hmm. shoes are broken or whatever. We're taking that on. And I know like for myself, because of the trauma I had as a kid, I am very sensitive to my kids' needs, which makes mm-hmm. me very, very emotional, <laughs> you know, yeah. and 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 it's hard too because you know the the state I, I'm in Florida, so the state's now trying to step their foot into the classroom with that too. Like you can't have any mental health anything in your classroom. Well, how then are we supposed to make sure kids can learn? Yeah. Because you got to meet their first basic needs before you can teach. Yeah. So there's a whole few dynamics with that one. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting what you said about um, you find yourself pushing too much into teaching when you have something kind of uncomfortable going on. And that's, that's so true. Uh, I had a a principal administrator tell me that the people, and you know, this is not necessarily always the case, but Mm -hmm. um, it was certainly true for me was the people who really, really struggle with classroom management are super insecure about themselves. And Mm -hmm. I was like, dang, especially with middle school, because you get into that trap of, you feel like a middle schooler again. You're like, are they going to accept me? Am I cool? Am I talking the right way? You know, do I know all the lingo? Like it's, it's funny how you get in that bubble. And, um, and it it is, it is really interesting. You kind of revert back to, I feel like I'm 12 year old Sam again, who's like, didn't have a partner for a project, you know, like that's kind of what you, you want to revert back to. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, okay, you have to be, there was always those adults in my life in middle school who I would look to and be like oh they got it so I'm okay you have to be that person and that's yeah it's interesting to see like you can really tell based on the teacher's mental health like how they're I think that that was really that was really insightful yeah well and um so I teach fifth grade um so not far off from the age range you teach um and about midway through the year you're like oh these are middle schoolers not elementary students yeah. Um, but they pick up on it. They pick up on whether or not you're um, feeling insecure with what they're saying. And mm-hmm. I, the longer I've taught, the more I've realized I got to be mama, not friend. And mm-hmm. so in the classroom, those are my kids. And I am mama. I am not your friend. And um, it's kind of, I mean, it really switched for me when I had my son. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I, I got it. I can't be friend first. I got to be mama first. And I got to take care of things. I got to take care of business first. You know? Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. And that's hard when you love on those kids and they mm-hmm. do something wrong. Man, that is, I, I think that, uh, you know, like you said, when I, when I have children, it'll kind of have, be a better perspective. But my mom is always telling me like, you have to, everything you think and say, if that was your kid and they were coming home from school saying, hey, my teacher said this or my uh-huh. teacher like, how would you feel? And that completely changed my perspective on how I was interacting and speaking with my students. Yeah. The, the idea behind this is someone's baby. Yeah. Because my son, he's a miracle baby. I should not have been able to have any children um, because I have PCOS. And so when I had him, I'm like, this is my miracle, my whole world. And then I went back to school and I saw these kids that I was struggling with because that year was a rough year. And um, I'm like, this is someone's baby. That's mm-hmm. so profound, like to think of it in that way, you know? Yeah. And I think if, if more teachers thought of it that way, I think there'd be a little less grumbling 
and a little more appreciation. Absolutely. Not saying that everybody grumbles, just saying that it happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so we talked a little bit about your success and how it's kind of like crazy, right? So do you have any tips or tricks that you'd give to anybody looking to social media as either an income booster or a classroom income, you know, like money to spend on their classroom or to get things for their room? Any tips? (laughs) Yeah. So I would say um, the biggest trap that I fell into when I first started, um, because TikTok is a a large side income for me. Mm And um, I do always tell everyone it is a second job. It's going to feel you're going to work maybe more than you would if you did work normal second job. Um, but the trap you fall into once you hit, I don't know, a certain number of followers, maybe 10,000 followers, 5,000 followers, you'll start getting companies emailing you and asking you to try out their products. Mm-hmm. And that seems like the coolest thing ever. It's still cool. Like I still get packages. <laughs> like you, you send this to me. Like that's so cool. But it's really easy to say yes to everybody. And it only takes one time for you to sell something or promote something that is not great for Mm. that trust between you and your followers to diminish incredibly. So I would say, um, try something out, uh, reach out to companies that, um, like I would say probably 80% of my deals are me cold calling companies saying, Hey, I love this. It's super awkward, but this email is like, hi, I love this website in my classroom. Um, I've been using this for years. Um, this is how I use it. Would you like to work together? And businesses see that and they say, okay, this is someone who's familiar with my product, who genuinely has used it before we even asked this person to, you know, before we asked or paid. And um, for them, that's a safer bet than just hiring some random person to show this off on social media. So I would say um, also start sending those emails out. Um, It does not matter how many followers you have. I think if, if just start, I think I landed my first like brand deal um, with like 5,000 followers. Like it was not, it was not this huge you know, that's still a ton of followers and that's, yeah. that's amazing. But, um, and that was from cold calling. That was from, um, you know, I sent, I sent out hundreds of emails to companies and I got so many no's. Um, but keep trying, keep asking and, um, also figure out where your joy is for making money. So some people's thing is teachers pay teachers. I've mm-hmm. tried to get in that world. It's uh, a little tricky. I'm not too <laughs> great at it. I'm working on it. Uh-huh. Um, but if your thing is unboxings, find, find companies to, uh, pay for you to unbox certain things. If uh-huh. your joy is teacher shirts, make teacher shirts, find something. You don't need to do everything. Right. I think a lot of times you get into the fact of, oh, this person has a book and this person has a podcast and has a website. And you're like, oh my gosh, pick one thing, pick one thing that you really, really enjoy uh-huh. and, and start going in from that. Oh, I love that. Cause I think the first trap I fell into getting into this is that I wanted to do all the things all at once. Um, and my husband's like, you, you love the podcasting part. So why not focus more on the podcasting? And I'm like, but I have so much I want to say and do, you know? Um, and so our, the main thing we're working on, and I say we, cause my husband's kind of partnered in on this with me. He's my tech guru and he's also my financial advisor. (laughs) 
Love that. Who tells me when I can't make a video because of the price? Um, <laughs> but the main thing that I think I have to offer is just advice. And um, I love, 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 love watching videos where people are telling me their honest opinion about something because it might save me from spending money I don't need to. And so between those two, just like the podcast, YouTube, because they kind of go together, that's where I've wanted to focus. But I so want to do all the other things because it just seems fun, you know? (laughs) I think that's a quick trap people fall into. Yeah, and it's, and it's it, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, girl, you need to be listening to that yourself because you're right. It's, it's you get on that fire and I'm like, you know, I, I, I want to start a podcast. I want to write a book. I have all of these, you know, I want to start my own curriculum company. I've got all of these huge dreams, yeah. but you know, it's like, would you rather do all those things and be mediocre? Would you rather do one thing for now and do it really, really well? Yeah. And so it it is hard to rein that in, but once you do, it it is um it's so much better. <laughs> this child's gonna be the end of me today. <laughs> he normally like I honestly I've done this a couple times and he has not he doesn't come in at all. I'm just like, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Need to all right. All right. So um, what goals do you have for yourself um, when it comes to education? I know you just talked about not trying to do too much at once, but do you do you have like an end result goal? Yeah, for sure. So I really want a um, curriculum company. That's my, That's my number awesome. one thing um, for homeschool families to have. Uh, that's a surprisingly sparse market, which is interesting. Um, just having gone through it myself, um, it is, it is pretty limited. And mm-hmm. I, I want that, uh, I think there's a need for parents who, um, love the Lord and want to educate their kids and want to have not those two things separated. Um, yeah. I want to bring that curriculum in that has the love for the Lord and has those values, um, but is also a sound education. So, um, that's my end goal, but you know, I, I definitely, I'm looking at, uh, writing a children's book coming up here recently awesome. um, here towards middle schoolers, which is funny. Um, so I would love to start a podcast. Yeah, I would like to start a YouTube channel. So, you know, like there's, there's all these little things that um, I would like eventually, but my main goal, uh, I would love to have that curriculum company. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. I, um, for the last couple of years, have worked with homeschool families through my church. Um, so I do like their end of the year evaluations and stuff like that. And I've helped them pick out curriculum. And it's really hard to find cu- good curriculum mm-hmm. that's going to actually keep your child on pace. Because yeah. there's tons of mediocre. Yeah. But, but it, if you want your child to have the best education they possibly could. It's really difficult. And I'm even in the process of writing kind of a journal, if you will, that has all the standards and how to teach those to your kids, not curriculum by any means, but my advice to parents, because they always ask when we get together, what should I do? How should I do it? So I thought that's an easier way to do that, to give them this, you know, journal, I guess you would call it. Um, but that's a great aspiration. And I, I think, you know, if everybody kind of just looks at their end, end of their life, when you get to your end of your life, what is it you want to be able to say you accomplished? What is it you want to leave behind? I think more people would be more appreciative because they would know where they're having to go. But also I got some really good advice one time where they said, you want everything all at once. You need to 
just work through it and realize you're not going to have everything at one time. And because, you know, when I'm 20 something, which you probably are 20 something, right? Yeah. (laughs) When I was 20 something, I'm thinking I want the house. I want the kid. I want the picket fence. I want this. I want that. And they were like, you want it all at once. You need to just calm down. We'll take it one thing at a time. And that was beautiful sound advice because it helped me to realize like I may have an end goal, but you have to take steps to get to that goal. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do a teacher segment. It's teacher reacts. Since you've not been on Twitter, you might actually find this really fun. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to go on Twitter and I am going to read you a couple. We'll do like four or five, a a few things that people said and I uh, teachers, and I want you to give me your reaction based on that. Okay. Okay. First one, this is a teacher really trying to figure this out. Do you need complete silence to write? Oh, <laughs> that's a fighting question right there. Uh-huh. That is really good. I would say no. I think that complete silence doesn't prepare them for state testing. Mm. There's always going to be something going on. There mm. always is. There's that one kid crinkling the mitt wrapper, tapping the pen. And the people coming in and out of your room to check on you. <laughs> There's always <laughs> yes. something. So I try to train my kids um, for that. But man, I, I know for me, uh, writing and music and sound, and I think also just the way our brains are wired with how much content we're creating, uh-huh. um, a lot of us can't. <laughs> produce could work without some sort of background noise. So I would say no, um, but that's that's a controversial take. I know lots of other teachers would be upset <laughs> with that answer. Uh, for myself, I know I need a certain level of quiet, but okay. it can't, It it. I, I have ADD. My son gets AD, he has ADHD. So it's, it is what it is, but <laughs> I need background noise but I cannot have anything like, like a person talking or like that, like sounds, music, whatever, but nothing else. Mm -hmm. So that's how I am. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Are you prepared for the 23, 24 school year? (laughs) That's a huge thing. Like, okay. (laughs) Um, I don't think I'm ever going to be prepared for a school year. I think the word prepared is deceiving. There, you're, You can have everything ready to go and you step foot and they're like, oh, did you read this email? I would say emotionally I'm ready. I'm ready to love hard on these kids. I'm ready to sacrifice my time. Um, I always see it. Like people always say like, oh, you're doing too much. I do too much because I have the time right now to do too much. Like I don't have any kids. Like yeah. I, I, I have the time to do that right now. So heck yes, I'm going to do too much. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I would say emotionally, absolutely. Um, everything else, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, so this one's a little bit more spicy. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think a lot more people deserve to have real jobs. In particular, being a hashtag teacher should pay a real living wage. Wealth disparity in America is horrible and getting worse. Ooh, that is a spicy one. You're getting yeah. into my politics era. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think the way that teacher pay is is a really interesting concept because I do think 
we obviously all do it. So it's interesting mm -hmm. that there's that relationship between, okay, we're complaining about it, but we also are like, okay, we'll do it. So I think part of, part of me wants to feel like, okay, people pay us that way because they know we'll say, okay. Uh -huh. um, but also I do think that um, the, the pay for a lot of people is not livable. So we see those um, posts on social media. My heart just goes out to those people who get off their shift and they have to go bartend or have to go waitress. And I am I have been blessed that I don't need to do that. But um, yeah. that is not giving the tool. We're not giving teachers the tools they need to be a good teacher. If you are if you're going to yeah. do that after school, I. I come home and I sleep after school and I'm still tired the next day. So yeah. I absolutely think that there should be some sort of change. Either the expectations need to be lowered, which I am not a fan of. I, I think that these kids should have the best that they can have, the best that we can give, um, or the pay needs to increase. And there's, there's gotta be something. Um, yeah. Cause it's just, uh, you know, you could go make, go manage a target and make more and yeah. You know, it's, it's just, I love it's, Target too. <laughs> oh, girl, I would, I would work there. I would be there. I was there today, but um, yeah. So I think, I think there is a, a disparity between the work that we are putting in and what's expected of us emotionally. Cause I could be a mediocre teacher. I could go there and do the 40 grand that I'm getting paid. I can go do that, but you know, what are we giving those kids? So yeah, right. I think it's, it's definitely a tricky question. Yeah. I know like for us here in Florida, if my husband and I didn't both work, we wouldn't make it. And um, actually just a prior podcast of mine, my best friend and I had the idea that our district needs to offer childcare for our mm. kids that are under five, because yeah. a lot of parents are having to choose between one or the other because they can't afford daycare. Yeah. So, I mean, when you can't afford basic stuff like that, that's why there's teacher shortages. Yeah, Honestly. absolutely. And I, yeah. I also watching my coworker this year who had just had a baby trying mm. to calculate having the sick days. Like that was something that was totally, yes. it brought in that like politician side of me. I was like, maybe I should go into that because <laughs> she was like, okay, I got to count up this many sick days to take him to his first appointment. Like it was, it was terrible. Like she was literally like, okay, if I, if she was like rationing off like professional days just to take her child to the doctors like that yeah. was bizarre to me I'd never seen that before mm -hmm. um so yeah there's definitely some issues that need to be brought up and I feel like there's a lot of talk but not a lot of policy or change going on right right so yeah when I had my son because he was a surprise he was doing January you should have seen me rationing off my, like I would, cause my doctor would not do appointments past three 30 for pregnant women. And I didn't get off till three 15. So I would take from three to three 15 to go get my doctor's appointment. So that 15 minutes, you know, and then when my maternity leave came up, I ended up having a C-section and I needed to take eight weeks off, but I had only budgeted for six weeks off and there was mm -hmm. no extra funding so then I didn't get a paycheck over the summer yeah because insurance took most of it so you know it just needs to be changes yeah yeah absolutely okay this one is actually a quote um this person doesn't say who said the quote though so it says nothing matters if you can't control your students <laughs> honestly I agree with that <laughs> 
Um, I that was something that uh, I quickly learned my first year. Classroom management is tough, um, especially when you are Ooh, a yeah. 22 year old and you are happy and peppy and no one takes you seriously. Um, man, those first couple mm-hmm. weeks were a train wreck. Um, and I had phenomenal, well thought lessons that you know I had been honing and everything was printed out and colored everything. And so, um, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how perfect your lesson is, how many times you've practiced it in the mirror, if your kids aren't listening to you, the education is just not going to happen. Yes, absolutely. And control might not be the exact word you need. I think engagement is a better word because mm-hmm. you cannot control everything. And I think when people realize that, they're going to be in a much better place. But you can you can get your kids engaged and you can get them managed. So yeah. (laughs) All right. So last one. Take a moment to reflect on the small things in life that you're grateful for and help make you the teacher you are. Hmm. Is there anything that comes to mind when I say that? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the Lord, the Lord is a huge part of, of who I am and, um, did not used to be this happy bubbly person before I met the Lord. Um, my family, my parents, um, being homeschooled, we all grew up super, super close. So, um, just having that, um, you know, I, I think back always to like, what would my mom do? Like when I'm sitting in the classroom, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, having that role model of like, this is what endless grace and patience looks like. And this Aww. is what, um, you know, this also was what discipline looks like. I think having that um, role modeled for you is super important as well. Um, you know, I, um, my parents like always talked about like, uh, you know, the, the discipline, like it's harder for me than it is for you. Like, it is so true. Like yes. thinking about those those times um, in the classroom where I saw something on TikTok and it was like, uh, kids have to have discipline from someone they love, from someone who loves them before they get someone before they get discipline from someone who doesn't. Yeah. And you know, just having that. Um, my amazing fiance is super supportive. He's the fiance who's hot glue and stuff on the walls of the classroom, and you know, um, all the mentors and people that I brought up and. Um, I, I like to see, like, I am not a great teacher. I've just been surrounded by people who um, have given me the tools to figure things out and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, God's blessed me with so much, so much. And um, I'm just eternally thankful for it. That's awesome. So I wanted to give you some time. I don't know if you have any big, big plans or projects or anything coming up. But if you want to plug some of your social media here's your time. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I will be doing a lot of back to school stuff uh, coming up. Obviously I am setting up my classroom right now on TikTok, Mm -hmm. but I have a lot of stuff coming up uh, in partnership with Oriental Trading. We have a bunch of super fun uh, classroom transformations, like elementary style. We're doing that for my middle schoolers this year. So Uh we'll see if it's going to be fun. But um, yeah, so that absolutely watch out for that on TikTok. I've got some cool projects coming up in the making as well that I kind of hinted at. We'll see how long they go. And um, some collabs with some brands as well. Um, But yeah, I'm also really trying to hone in on my Instagram as well. Um, And my Instagram is at 
the underscore happy teacher insta um really trying to hone in on that as well and um uh -huh. those that's where you can kind of see my day-to-day -day goofiness and stuff like that um and yeah that's kind of what's going down in same land <laughs> awesome um so for me go ahead and check out my tiktok page um i am i just lost my brain <laughs> oh man okay uh at leave a little sparkle.info i have uh my web page that is at leave a little sparkle.info um and on there i actually have some super fun professional developments that people can engage in over the next few weeks about classroom management and things like that uh, breaking down those standards because they're not as scary as they seem um and then you know every friday episodes of my podcast so that's what i've got going on <laughs> I would love to get your take on some of my homeschool stuff. I, I might send it over your way if you yeah, want to take a look at it. That. I would love that. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that's it. And I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me. And I know, you know, it, there's always things that go on, but I really appreciate you being on here. Yeah. No, so. I, I so appreciate this. This was a total God thing because I, I have been wanting to step into the podcast realm. So it was funny. Like you messaged me and I was like, he outdid himself. So, um, just know that I, I so appreciate it. And um, I will also be um, filming a video, a TikTok video just about your podcast so that oh, people thank can you. see that as well. And um, that's coming up as well. But I just, I so appreciate you having me and being so yeah. welcoming. And if you need any, if you have any questions on uh, jumping into the podcast world, I would love to let you know what I've learned. Um, it's It's been a lot of fun and really, um, eye-opening um and just like the things that you need and stuff like that i would love yeah. to help you out any way i can yeah. yes i would love that <laughs>